have to be snakes. Do you remember that scene with Indiana Jones in Raiders of the Lost Ark? I do. This is Stacy Julian with episode 54 of Exactly Enough Time. Exactly Enough Time is a podcast about being present. It's about recognizing the time you have to enjoy the people, places, and things important to you. Did you know? We can choose to be curious and playful, to live with intention, and to create connection. I am a life enthusiast and a believer. I tell stories, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Thanks for listening. Raiders of the Lost Ark is an American action adventure film directed by Steven Spielberg. I saw it in 1981 with a good friend and my dad, who had tagged along, pretty sure that my mom wouldn't want to see it. And he said, after it was over, there was more action in the first five minutes of that movie than in the entirety of any other action movie I've seen. My dad's kind of an action movie buff, so he was right. Did you know that Harrison Ford, who plays Indiana Jones, actually outran that boulder in the opening sequence? He did. And because the scene was shot twice from five different angles, he had to outrun it 10 times. No, today's episode is not about Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's not even about snakes. Well, we are going to talk about snakes a little bit. Today's episode is about telling your story and never saying never. But before we go there, you guys, next week marks one year of exactly enough time and I am going to throw myself a little birthday party and I really, really want to hear from you. I want you to leave me an iTunes review or send me an email, stacy at stacyjulian.com or a direct message on Instagram at stacyjulian or best of all, send me a speak pipe message so I can play your beautiful voice and tell me, maybe tell me an episode that has really resonated with you or something you'd like to see me do in the coming year. Who would you like me to interview? I wanna hear from you and I wanna celebrate what we're doing together. So thank you in advance, you're awesome. And now let's introduce this topic when we're not gonna talk about snakes, (laughs) okay. So I have been teaching, I think most of you know, an online class um, called 20 in 20. And the goal of this classroom community, all of us working together, is to tell, create, craft 20 stories during this year, 2020. We are having such a great time. We spent January getting organized and learning 
um, how to better manage our photos on our smartphones. Um, in February, we are creating a collective project. It's a project about us. It's a little story about who we are as individuals right now. And I had such a great time creating my little story. I used um, the story starter kit that I have developed with Close to My Heart, and I called my project Dear Stacy. And I won't get into all the reasons why I did that, except that it is, the concept is that I have written myself on each of the little pages a note. It starts out, Dear Stacy, and it's from, guess who it's from? A younger version of myself. <laughs> it's so clever, right? And it really, it, it enabled me to think about all the things that are going on in my life right now that this little version, this younger version, this five-year-old Stacy could have never imagined. And this little story, this little album that I created reminds me of another album that I created a couple of years ago, and I called that album Hashtag Not Ever. And the premise of this little book, also in a story starter kit, is a list of, it's built, I should say, on a list of things that hashtag not ever could I ever have imagined that I would ever do. It's kind of a never say never approach to telling your story. And it's so easy to do that I wanted to share my list with you today in hopes that you will create a similar list. You guys, this is how easy it is to begin telling your story or to come up with new interesting ways to look at your life and document who you are and where you've been and what you've done because it matters. And you can do it even when you think you're, you can't. When you think my photos are unorganized, I'm not a writer, I'm so far behind. All of those excuses don't have to get in the way if you come up with a really fun concept and you start with a list. You'll be so surprised as I share with you today my hashtag not ever list all of the ways that these individual experiences in my life link to other aspects and other stories in my life. It's, it's a web and it's so fun and exciting and I want you to experience it, okay? So I'm just gonna look at my little album. I'm gonna describe to you what the photo is on one page and then what I wrote next to it. Okay, so this first photo is a picture of my husband and I and four boys on vacation in California and I wrote, I always wanted to have children and I imagined that I would have a girl first and after that it didn't matter but I hashtag not ever dreamed I would give birth to four boys in a row being a mother of boys is a dream come true I love my family you guys truly I had one name picked out that name is Addie We'll talk more about Addie in a minute. But this is what I didn't expect. I didn't expect to have four boys in a row, but I also didn't expect for that experience to bring me closer to my great-grandmother, Minnie Hodge McDougall. When I found out I was expecting my third boy, I was like, okay, clearly I'm specializing now, right? And I called my mom, feeling honestly a little sorry for myself. And she said, you know, it's too bad that you can't sit down and talk to Minnie 
And at that point in time, I thought, well, who's Minnie, Mom? And she wanted to explain that Minnie is her grandmother, that Minnie gave birth to James, who is my mother's father, my grandfather, and then Minnie gave birth to Mary Ruth. And Mary Ruth sadly died about six months later. Minnie went on to have nine additional boys. Nine. Nine boys. What I now recognize and cherish is the fact that because I was expecting my third boy, my mother introduced me to this idea of family history, and I developed a deep connection with Minnie McDougal. I had all kinds of questions for her, and I began to feel some of the answers. There's so much that Minnie and I share in common, and yet our lives look and feel very, very different. But as a mother of boys, I love and respect and honor all that she did as a mother of boys. Okay, number two, this is a picture of me and Paula Wessels and Casey at the time, Rain, and I wrote, in 2005, I wrote a book, The Big Picture. It was published by Simple Scrapbooks Magazine. Hashtag not ever did I think that that book and those ideas would launch the first online education platform for creative women. I sold BPC in 2014, but I loved my company and these women were my founding partners. And I just talked about this last week when I had Wendy Smedley on the show with me. But I never imagined that I would ever be a business owner or start something like that. So each opportunity that we have in our life creates additional opportunities. I couldn't be teaching my class right now at my on my own little website had I not had these experiences that I never imagined I would. Okay, number three, we're headed back to my family. This is a picture of me holding my beautiful Korean princess daughter. I wrote, hashtag not ever did I think I would adopt a baby, but Heavenly Father knew, and he revealed his plan to me in November 2004. I knew as soon as Addie, who is Jean Gae-ung, was placed in my arms that she was ours and our family was complete. October 20th, 2006, we met Addie. She is my best friend. One of the things that I'm currently doing now is homeschooling Addie. And I never would have imagined, never say never, never would have imagined that I would be able to homeschool. It's just not something that was ever in the realm of my comprehension or desire. And now it is one of my favorite things about my life. And my daughter Addie is my best friend. And I'm so grateful for the experiences that I've had that led me to the opportunity to adopt. And of course, I shared Addie's story with Addie in episode 44. Okay, the next page of my album has a picture of me and my two youngest boys and my cute nanny at the time, Jenna, who is holding baby Addie. And we are all standing outside in a line at the AT&T store. I wrote, 
I became an Apple fan in 2001 when I purchased my first laptop, a MacBook. And a few years and a couple of iPods later, I stood in line to purchase the new iPhone. Hashtag not ever did I imagine how this technology would change our world. I helped make history on 62907 and I love my phone. So this last weekend, I experienced what will surely become one of the high points of my life. I was invited into the delivery room by my beautiful daughter-in-law, Lauren, and I became a grandmother. Oh, I'm such a crier. And um, we welcomed as a family this beautiful baby girl named Audrey Rose. And you guys, you know what? Because I have an iPhone, I was able to take pictures and make videos very easily. And I can now talk to my kids, to Clark and Lauren, and they can show me and let me be in the same room with Audrey. Because I can FaceTime. And I was able to use my photos and my little videos to put together a two-minute story to send to my son, Trey, who is out of the country for a time. I am so grateful for the technology that we have that can help us connect to those we love. Ooh, okay, so the next photo is a picture of me skydiving. I have this awesome person who's strapped to my back and she's the expert and I'm just along for the ride. I wrote, so one day I was preparing to present at a close to my heart convention and I suddenly knew I needed to jump out of an airplane. Hashtag not ever did I imagine that scrapbooking is like skydiving. Okay, you guys, this is the funniest story, but I was truly looking for a metaphor, something that I could use to describe how fun and exhilarating scrapbooking is and how you just need to jump in and try it and how there's people who know what they're doing and they can help you. And I was on a jog one morning and just like I wrote, out of the blue, I had this thought that scrapbooking is like skydiving. And as soon as that thought, came to me, I stopped jogging and I thought, but in order to be authentic and believable, I have to jump out of an airplane. Now, this was about a week before I was going to fly to Dallas to give this presentation and it just so happened that I had a beautiful aunt, Shirley, who lived in Dallas. So when I got back from my jog, I called her and I said, Aunt Shirley, I know this is crazy, but I land at two o'clock in the afternoon and I need to jump out of an airplane before the next morning at eight o'clock. And Aunt Shirley arranged this for me. I went to skydive Dallas. The other funny part about this story is that I didn't tell my husband because I knew he wouldn't really like the idea. 
So I simply came home with a DVD that I popped into the DVD player and I remember sitting there with my husband and my boys and showing them this video of me jumping out of an airplane. And I said, you guys, now you understand why I scrapbook. It really is pretty exhilarating. <laughs> and for the record, my husband did turn to me and say, thank you for not telling me. Okay, but now this is what I've done because of my experience skydiving, which was 100% amazing and you should totally do it with someone strapped to your back. I have invited each of my boys as a high school graduation gift to go skydiving. And so far, two of them have taken me up on that. And the reason I think that's actually a good idea is because when we launch these kids out into the world, there's a whole future of unknowns ahead of them. And when they can say, are you kidding me? I've jumped out of an airplane. That creates a fair amount of confidence for facing what might be ahead and might feel uncomfortable and even scary. Okay, the next photo in my book is actually of two lions nose to nose that I photographed in South Africa. I wrote, I grew up the daughter of a veterinarian, loving and learning about animals, but I hashtag not ever believed that I would actually fly to Africa and go on a real safari. This remains one of my all-time favorite experiences, watching and photographing beautiful wild animals. Wow. In 2005 and again in 2008, I was invited to teach scrapbooking classes in South Africa. And in addition to meeting incredible women who love to do what I love to do, we were treated to amazing experiences, one of which was a game drive. And trust me when I tell you I have some really good lion stories. Probably we should save those for another episode. In 2008, I was able to bring my dad with me back to South Africa, and those memories are some of my most treasured ever. My dad really does have an uncanny ability to connect with animals. I swear he can talk to them. In fact, we were on vacation once and I remember walking out of the hotel kind of on the upper balcony and hearing my dad in conversation. And I thought, that's weird. I wonder who my dad's talking to. And as I walked down the stairs, my dad's having a full-on conversation with a cat. This is important, and I'm gonna step away from my little book for one minute, because on my first date with Jeff Julian, um, he told me that he is very, very allergic to animals. And my exact thoughts were, oh well, too bad this isn't gonna work out. <laughs> because my dad's a veterinarian and I love animals. I could never marry someone who is allergic to anything with fur. Now, this story is important because the next page in my little book is a picture of me with a ball python wrapped around my neck. This is where we get to the snakes in today's episode. I wrote, halfway through his freshman year, my son Trey and his roommate Cam decided to get a snake. 
it was all good because they were 800 miles away. Hashtag not ever did it dawn on me that Larry, the snake, might come home with him. But I promise he's the nicest pet. Larry actually sits on my lap while I watch TV. He is welcome to stay. I remember the day well that we pulled up to pick up Trey after his freshman year at college to bring him home with all of his stuff. And there he was standing with a large tank and a snake inside. He had told me, no worries, mom. I have got somebody lined up who wants to buy this snake. And of course, the first words out of his mouth were, mom, I'm so sorry. The guy changed his mind. And I thought, this can't be happening to me, right? (laughs) There is no way that I am going to have a snake in my house. But it only took a week or two before I realized I wouldn't even have to take care of him because Addie would. Trey had trained Addie, and Addie is now a snake whisperer. And this is where I thought it might be fun to bring Addie on the show again for a little bit and talk to you about all the reasons a snake makes a good pet. Never say never. So I'm now sitting here with Addie and Larry. Addie, I want you to tell my listeners a couple of things they might not know about snakes. They are not slimy. They actually feel like a basketball. Isn't that interesting? You kind of think a snake's going to be slimy, and it's not. Mm-hmm. It feels really good and smooth. Yes. It's like it's leather, almost. It's a feeling like a basketball. Yeah, when you put them all around your neck, it kind of feels like you're doing like a neck massage from a snake. You're getting a neck massage from a snake. It feels good. Isn't yes. that crazy? So is Larry hard to take care of? No. And tell me about his care. What do you have to do to take care of him? Um, I just need to make sure that his humidity box is moist enough for him. It's very easy for him to dry out, isn't it? Especially in our cold climate. Yes. And so what's a humidity box? A humidity box is like a moss Uh that is damp enough for him to fully... Just to moisten his skin. Yes. And so just recently, when we came home from a quick road trip, he was in his humidity box, and what had happened to his skin? He shed his old skin. Uh Uh-huh. And then does he feel different after he sheds? Yes, it's a lot smoother. Yeah, it's a lot smoother. Isn't that interesting? So here's something funny that you might not know about a snake. What happens when Larry is sleepy? He yawns super big. Isn't that crazy? Okay, now I think there's people out there that might think that a snake is kind of smelly and dirty. Is that true? No, he's really clean. Yeah. And so like after he eats, he only has to eat. How often do we have to feed Larry? Depends what what he eats. For a mouse, he eats once a week more frequently. And for a rat, he eats um, a month or more. Yeah, he can go a whole month or even more. Yeah. Okay, and so then let's talk about cleaning up after Larry. Like, what does Larry's poop look like, and how often do you have to clean that up? Whenever he eats, you need to clean. Um, you need to wait for him to digest it, and then he poops. But what's the poop like? It's like, for a rat, is white. It's just a, a little block of white, isn't it? Yep. 
and for mouse, it's white, green, and brown. Like there's three separate little chunks, and they're not super smelly, right? No, not really. Isn't that interesting? So it's really pretty easy to take care of a snake. So what would you say to people that say, I would never have a snake? What would you say? They are the nicest pets you can own if you choose the right one. And so what what do you think is a good, if someone wanted to get a snake, what kind of snake would they try? For a beginner, Uh I would say corn snake or a ball python or a milk snake. Or a milk snake. And our snake, Larry, is a... Ball python. A ball python. Okay. Thanks, my snake expert. Yep. Never say never. Okay, so this is what I want you to do. I want you to make a list of some of the things that you never thought you would do in your lifetime up until this point. You could make this list on your phone. You could put it in your journal, wherever you want to keep it. The important thing is that you make a list and you realize that on your timeline of life that these are points, unexpected points, and that through each of these points there are other intersecting stories which are simply connections. It is not difficult to begin to tell your story and you can do it in so many different ways. But for me today, and just because I'm getting ready to celebrate my one-year podcast birthday, I want you to make a list of your very own hashtag not ever, things that you didn't ever dream you would be able to do, or things that you have endured, things that have been difficult. What are the things that you have done, experienced, lived through, that have changed you and that have changed your story, that have helped you meet other people and create connections that have led to new and different opportunities. Start with just a short list and I promise you will be amazed at the stories you have to tell. So the final page in my little not ever scrapbook is a picture of some really cute, colorful, pattern paper and I wrote I have had so many opportunities over the years as I have worked in the scrapbooking industry but hashtag not ever did I see myself designing products it has been challenging and rewarding for sure but I love helping others tell their stories this little book is my first story by Stacy product And the final page of my album says life is full of surprises. I wonder what other hashtag not ever things are in store for me. We never know what's going to come our way. But I do know as we learn to tell our stories and as we practice being present in our lives, we will be better prepared for whatever it is. Okay, here's the deal. I'm going to make a little video of this project and I'm going to post it in the show notes at stacyjulian.com. And I want to give away one of these little story starter kits. So to make yourself eligible, you just visit the show notes, okay? Leave me a comment and I will draw one person to receive this kit and I will send it to them so that they can begin to tell their stories. You guys, you have exactly enough time. You might never own a snake as a pet, 
but I promise if you open yourself up, there are some wonderful things in store. I'll be back next week with the first anniversary episode for exactly enough time.